Welcome to another GD Podcast. I'm your host, Guy DeMarco, and here tonight, we're episode 30, so the big 3-0. Um, we already got people joining in. We got Grayson. What's going on, man? Or Garris, Garrison. One of these days, I'm going to get your name right. GT243, what up, dude? Um, so tonight, we're going to talk about the gun line shooting and Manners Composite Stocks, freaking Magnolia Meltdown. And it is a fitting match description, seeing how I completely and utterly, unequivocally shit the proverbial bed. It was a mess. It was um, the second... National two-day match I've ever shot, and I did terribly. Um, absolutely disgusting how bad I did. Oh, I am totally on the wrong IG page, but whatever. I'll share this to the, the right one. But uh, what's up, Jessica? How are you? I'm good. Um, yeah, so let's go over it. I don't want to do a match breakdown because it's 20 stages. I don't have 10 years to talk about this. But what I do have to say is I, I crapped the bed. Wait, which one am I on? I should be on one. We're going to turn two off. Yeah, two off. Well, I can't turn two off now. Oh, well. So I shit the bed. So what happened? Um, I got back from the, Hey, what's up Reese? Uh, I got back from the MPA match on Sunday night and immediately threw all of my brass into my wet tumbler. And then I came in and I started doing other stuff, putting the kids to bed, showers, stuff like that. And, uh, kind of forgot about it in there. Um, you can't leave brass in a wet tumbler for as long as I did because it'll screw some things up. So when I took it out and I dried it all, I forgot to, um, it's not that I forgot. I just didn't, I didn't chamfer and deburr the rounds. Um, when you leave them in a wet tumbler for as long as I did, it tends to round the necks and that's exactly what happened. Um, the next rounded, it didn't uh, come out when I sized and um, mandrilled, and it basically, um, there was a lip on the outside of the case. So what had happened was, once I got done <sighs> wet tumbling them, the next morning I got up and I took them to my buddy's house and I annealed them. I happened to have a brand new ant mate right there because uh i purchased it with my my monies um and shout out to trevor for hooking me up with a discount coupon for that so appreciate you buddy um uh what firearm are we talking about okay so jessica i sh competitively shoot bolt action rifles um i shoot a uh 6br um in a masterpiece arms chassis built by Masterpiece Arms, Phil Cashin, um, and Mary over there. Um, they built my rifle for me. It's a center fire 
bolt action rifle. Um, so I sized all the, I wet tumbled all the brass. It was already deprimed. I went over to my friend's house and annealed all of the brass, came home, primed it all, marked it all, and then threw powder and then seated my bullet. I never checked one in the chamber because I've never had to do that. I've never chamfered deburred because I didn't need to do, I've never had to do that. And, um, ended up driving all the way out to Mississippi, which is about five hours from me. Got up super early in the morning, drove all the way out there, got to the range about 10, 1030, and then drove over to the zero range, threw down the rifle, threw down my bag, got my chrono all set up, loaded my bag, loaded the mag into the firearm, went to send that first round into the chamber and it was stuck. It, the bolt wouldn't close by about a half an inch. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. What's going on? Maybe I didn't seat them to the proper depth, even though I checked every 10th round um, for 250 rounds. Everything was spot on. Got another round. Same thing. Got another round. Same thing. I've never had this happen before. So it was really weird to me. So I had 20 rounds that I had had left over from the last match, took those, ran those through, not a problem. And I was like, okay, something's definitely awkward. It's a blast. Um, so those rounds worked, but my new rounds that I loaded didn't work. And I was super confused, loaded all my stuff back up, drove over to the Pro shop, talked to Josh Spear, who I was staying with the for the weekend. Thank you, Josh, for letting me crash at your house. Much appreciated. And then uh, asked if anybody had a, a 6BR die that I could bump the rounds down a little bit and this, that, the other thing. And they were like, dude, go get your gun. Let us see it. Like, let's figure out what's going on. And went and did that. And, like, we measured the bullet because it was a new lot of bullets. So I was like, maybe the ogive is off. Like measured the bullet, measured the diameter, measured overall length, measured, you know, based ogive, like did all the things. And they were like, well, maybe they're, they're getting hung up because there's like a burr on the case. So like ran our finger over it. And sure enough, there's a small burr. Well, I was like, well, shit, like, what am I going to do? They're like, oh, you can buy 200 rounds of 6BR loaded ammo, which I ain't got that kind of money because that's freaking expensive. Um, loaded BR rounds probably are like two to two and a quarter a piece or something like that. So like for 200 rounds, like I ain't got, I ain't got money to do that with. And then um, the owner of the range and the, the match director, the co-match director, um, was like, dude, I got BR brass at the house. I got primers at the house. Like just pull your bullets and like load new stuff. I was like, I don't have the money to pay you for those components. And he's like, well, like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'll drive home, pull all these bullets and like reload them all. And he's like, no, you're not driving five hours home to spend five hours working on stuff to drive five hours back. He's like, there's not enough time. He's like, go to my house, pull all the bullets put the powder in a freaking solo cup. See if you can chamfer and deburr the rounds. I got, I got the machine right there and then go to town and, and do what you need to do. So sure enough, took one bullet, took the bullet out of it, 
chamfered and deburred it, put the powder back in it, seated the bullet, put it in the gun. It worked just fine. I was like, okay, fantastic. So I then commenced to do that 240 more, 49 more times, which took forever. Um, Because I'm trying to be careful to not lose any of the powder because I still have to put powder back into these rounds and load them up and try and get it as close to the correct charge weight as possible. Um, Just a complete shit show. Um, So I get done with that. It took, I probably got there at like one o'clock. I got done at like 830 Uh, so what you're saying is you make your own bullets too. Yes. So this entire room that I'm sitting in is my gun room. Um, the only thing that's in here is a gun safe. I'll give you a small tour of said room. I've got gun safe and desk TV and reload bench one reload bench two, gun case. The gun is a part on the ground right there closet with more guns and powder and all the all the stuff that makes bullets go boom um yeah i got real serious about this jess so uh, there's that um yeah so got down about like 8 30 and then um went downstairs and said i got everything done i super appreciated him everything like that and he's like well like why don't you just stay and have a steak and i was like don't have to twist my arm to have a steak. And uh, he fired up some uh, steaks on the the sear, seared some steaks for us. And by us, I'm talking about the Truitts, Austin Orgain, Tate Streeter, John Kyle. Um, if you're in the shooting community, you know who, uh, who these people are. So I got to eat with some world champs who just came back from France competing in the IPRF, uh, which was super cool and just got to hang out and talk some crap and get made fun of. Um, so that was the stressful part of Friday. And they're like, Hey, at least you got all the, the bad juju out on Friday. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I go to leave. Meanwhile, I haven't had anything to drink alcohol wise I go to back out of his driveway well when Greg told me to go to his house he didn't tell me he lived in a mansion so I go to back out of his driveway back down his driveway I back up and I pull into this little turnaround spot and I cut the wheel too hard and my tire went over the top of a timber and I high centered it on my a-arm so I sat there and walked around my car for probably five or 10 minutes being like, I really don't want to have to go ask all these Oki boys um, uh, I never shot any of these guns. Yeah. If you come out to Florida or if I ever come back to Arizona, we'll go out and we'll shoot some guns. Um, I didn't want to go like, I didn't want to go ask these Oki boys to uh, to get me unstuck. But I had to go up and ask these Oki boys to get me unstuck. So we ended up pushing my car, uh, getting some some uh, some rocks underneath the front-wheel drive tires, got it hooked up, got me out on my way, drove down to the Josh's house about 30 minutes away, crashed out, got up the next morning, 
got to the range. Saturday, get to the range, get to the zero range, load a 10-round mag, fire 10 rounds. I'm anywhere between 2,800 and 2,975 feet per second, and that is a super, super fast for a BR. That's like screaming in a BR. So my average velocity was... um, 2,900. Jess, I am in Navarre, Florida, which is right next to Fort Walton Beach, Pensacola area. And so I put that in my Kestrel, get down there, get on the first stage, shoot like crap. Obviously, I've lost confidence in my equipment. I've lost confidence in my rounds. I'm literally just there to have a good time at this point. So, uh, Get like, oh shit, I don't even know. Like legit, I don't even know. Would we start stage eight, seven? Uh, yeah, got a seven. Oh no, got a three on the first stage. Like, just just garbage. Um, moved the next stage, got like a seven. Kept going on back and forth. Got to stage one, got a zero. Um, just just not doing good. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go back to 29. I'm shooting high. So I'm going to go back to my 2850 and see what, see what goes on. So I go back to 2850 for speed and automatically start hitting freaking targets. And I'm like, okay, so it didn't speed up uh, like I thought it did. It was just really weird. There might've been some extra powder in one of the rounds. I don't know how it would have got in there. Um, Started hitting some targets, started hitting some targets, just all over the place. Not doing good mentally, um, more mentally than fundamentals. Um, Timed out on some stages, made some some mental errors, but lack of confidence in my equipment uh, is kind of what it boiled down to. Um, Shot a 47 the first day. Um, Terrible, terrible. There was 96, 98 rounds or something like that on the first day. And I shot a 47, um, which is still above 50%, but not by much. 50% of the 50% of the person that was in first place, which day one, there was like three people tied for first. Um, I just did not have a good day. It, it, It is what it is. And then next day we go out to dinner or that night we go out to dinner and some craziness ensued. Um, not like things got out of hand, just the bar that we went to was doing silly stuff. And, um, yeah, we ended up having to, to eat the bill on that one. Um, and then got up the next morning and started shooting again. Didn't touch, didn't even go to the zero range. I literally just, um, I literally just got to the range and shot the stages. Uh, I didn't zero. I didn't check speed. It didn't matter to me because I was literally there to shoot and have fun with my friends. So that's what I did. Uh, what's up, Teddy? Uh, Servos, my boy. What's up, bud? Um, so Magnolia Meltdown Day 1 was just a, a complete cluster. And then um, 
turned around and day two, same thing. Like started off in the first stage, got a six. Um, I shot eight rounds and got a six. So I considered that pretty decent. There was like most people were timing out cause it was a, it was a long distance between props. Um, but it was, uh, it was tough. It was a, it was a tough stage to get through. Um, only the, like the baller people were getting all 10 rounds off. Um, I am not one of those baller people. So, um, I got eight rounds off and got six impacts. I was happy with that. Then we went reverse order. So we went over to the bus next and this, I don't want to go over each individual stage, but this is the stage that you'll hear me talk a little bit later about wanting to get back. This is very similar to the bus at Altus. It's a combination of the bus from Altus and the rock from Altus. So they have a shooting lane and it's got four cars on it. And you're going to shoot three of these cars. The first car is off to your right. It's like 360 yards. Second car or first car is on your right. Second car is on your left, like 450. And then the van in the back is like 600 yards. And there are targets in either over the hood or the trunk or in the car or this, that, the other thing. And on engage, go into the, go into the bus, shoot out of the window, engage the car on the, on the right with three rounds, move windows, engage the van, uh, the car on the left with uh, one shot each move windows, engage the van with one shot each, um, three targets, nine round stage. I got in, hit one, two, moved, miss, hit, miss, 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 miss. I forgot to dial that stage. Um, I don't know how I got the hit. I must have broke it high on the target. But, yeah, it was just it, – it was a bad stage. I wish I could get it back. Um, and that's pretty much how the rest of the day went for me. Now, if you guys – no, I have a TikTok, and on my TikTok, I posted a video of that sound that says, and nothing can go wrong. Oh, no, it all went wrong. Yeah, my, um, we were on, we had one, two, three, four. So this was stage six of the day, and um, I go to the first position, shoot, hit. Second position, shoot, hit. Third position, shoot, hit. Fourth position, shoot, hit, shoot again because it's two rounds per uh, per position. Miss, pick it, pick the rifle by the scope up, grab my bag, and as I lift my rifle up, you can see in the video, bloop, bloop, my front action screw yeeted itself from existence of the gun. Um, was not, uh, was not a happy camper about that. Um, yeah. So missed all my other targets came off the stage, you know, mag out chamber flag in, put the gun back on my, on my stroller cart. And then they're like, Hey guy, here's your brass. Did you lose an action screw? Turn my gun upside down. I was like, Haha. <laughs> I'm going to need that back. Um, and it's no fault of the rifle itself. It is definitely my bad for not checking my equipment. Checked it. I checked this, uh, the action screw the weekend prior. 
didn't check it this weekend. Um, did talk to Phil after the match. He says uh, his product needs more than the 65 inch pounds. Um, I did not know that. I was unaware of that uh, that threshold being uh, substandard for, for torque values on the action screws. Uh, apparently it's 75 inch pounds um, or 75 foot pound, inch pounds, foot pounds. I always get confused. F- foot pounds definitely ain't going to fucking move, but I think pretty, like inch pounds on a, on a rifle. So uh, 75 inch pounds. I was using 65 inch pound fix it sticks. And uh, yeah, so learned my lesson there. Uh, didn't have time to, I tightened it back to 65 inch pounds because at the, that time I didn't know going to take another uh, shot of this old tub because it's delicious. Didn't uh, have time to re-zero my scope between stages. Um, And I didn't know where the zero lane was, to be 100% honest. Because the line was kind of stacked with with shooters. And I didn't see any zero targets. So, go to the next stage. Like, ah. I'll fucking wing it. I'll be able to see impact and, and adjust accordingly. I could not see impact to save my life. Um, so I zeroed a stage that was very doable. Should have been able to pull a seven in, out of seven or eight out of nine on that stage. Instead, got a zero. Um, walked over to the zero range, conferred with the MD that I could re-zero. There were no, like, paste markers or anything else like that. So I aimed at a screw. I know I was shooting high. So I aimed at a screw, shot, saw the impact, measured it. It's about 1.5, 1.6, made the adjustment on the scope. And then basically put my half mil mark. Um, I held under a half a mil and then put down like probably a half inch group or something like that. I was like, I got two stages left. It's not going to make that big of a deal. Let's just go out, finish strong, have a good time, be a good sport. And let's, let's get her done. So the next stage was the long range stage. And you basically had a big target and a small target from six to a thousand. You have to engage the big target. If you hit it, you get to engage the small target. If you miss the big target, you re-engage and then move on. And you lay down prone and I walked it out from six to a thousand, just re doping my gun for zero and got a nine out of 10 on the long range stage. So that was cool. And then we went to another stage and it was barrels and they were rock solid. It was awesome. And massive targets at four and four and 500 yards. They were, they were large size targets and, you know, two at, one on each at four, move one on each at five, move one on each at five, one on each at four. Pretty simple stage. I ended up pulling a shot on the 500 yard large target. I don't know how, um, but yeah, like it, it's all good. I had fun. That's the main thing. I had a good time at a national two day match with my friends shooting and having a good time and was a good sport. Got to hang out with people, got to see some friends I haven't seen in a while, and still had a good time and still was able to walk the prize table, was still able to support the ROs and thank people that I hadn't met before for 
coming out and RO in a match. I normally RO two-day national matches, but this one I wanted to shoot. You know, Greg hooked me up with letting me use his reload room, feed me dinner. Tim did everything he could to figure out my gun situation and make sure that he had items available and ready for me if my gun did go down. Phil helped me out and took my rifle back to MPA with him or took the chassis back to MPA with him and put the mag blocker on for me. It's already done. I gave it to him on Sunday. He messaged me on Tuesday for my address and said it's on its way back. Like awesome turnaround time. That's luck of the draw. They were getting ready to run a batch of those anyways, but I'm excited to get that back this week and, and test that out Sunday at the NRL 22 match. Um, big takeaways for this weekend. Gunline has done a really good job of building a community and a friendly, competitive environment. Some matches that I have gone to or I have seen, everybody is super competition-minded. Everybody is more out to focused on the actual winning part. And even though like I had terrible luck shooting, I still saw everybody, excuse me, competing and having a good time. And yes, we wanted to hit targets and people were focused on the shooting, but it was really involved in the community, whether it was, you know, helping out younger shooters or helping out people that had, less experienced than them. I mean, everybody was coming up to me, helping me out. I'm not saying I'm the, you know, a veteran shooter. Um, this is only my second year in the PRS, my second two day match, but everybody was like, Hey, like, what do you need? Does, you know, is this the issue? Is that the issue? Everybody was help trying to help me out. People were helping out somebody that was shooting a gas gun that was having a rough day. Like that guy ended up, um, getting a rifle from 18 precision that they put together with via some, uh, some sponsors and some donations. They, he was shooting a gas gun and having some trouble hitting targets and they picked him to be the recipient of this B this bad mamma jamma of a rifle. Um, yeah. So that's the, that's the kind of community that that gun line is building everybody. I mean, it rained, um, the last day right after, we got done with, uh, with the match and we were eating lunch and, you know, the court came out and it just started coming down and everybody's just gathered up on the pavilion, you know, smoking and joking, having some drinks, eating some, some chicken parm. I was doing interviews, which you guys are going to hear in a minute. Um, just a great, great time with a great, great community. Um, the course of fire was amazing. I don't want to say that the targets were too big because that's, that's not the issue, but they were appropriately sized for the positions that you were shooting in. And they did a good job of mixing in a decent amount of positional mod prone, positional, different obstacles, some things like that. So they did a really good job of making sure they were testing the shooter's ability from not only prone mod prone, but also different types of positions on different types of props. I would say everything was extremely sturdy as a prop with probably exception of one of those white plastic Jersey barriers. And it is what it is. Um, one prop out of, out of 20 
that was a little wobbly, I'll take that any day of the week. Um, some people said that they needed to let the air out of the tires on the S10 because it was wobbly, but um, yeah, uh, two props out of one prop, two props out of out of twenty was amazing. The food was amazing. We had um, barbecue the first day and then chicken parm the second day. The pro shop was open the whole weekend. Everybody was in and out of there um, buying gear or um, getting stuff. Like it was, it was awesome. Um, there is a list of all of the sponsors in the show notes of this, but I want to run over the big ones. All right. The title sponsor was Manor Composite Stocks. Uh, master sponsors, Leupold, Thunder Beast, uh, Rachel Precision, RCBS, Pacific Tool Engage, Vortex Optics, KGM Tech, Masterpiece Arms, Armageddon, Foundation, Stocks, Bullet Central, Swarovski, uh, 18 Precision, Hornady, Impact Precision, and Night Force. Pro sponsors, Night Force, Zero Compromise, Coltac, APA, Zeiss, Area 419, Axel, and Shooter's World. Beginner sponsors, Accutech, Magpul, Mid-South Shooters, Hawk Hill Customs, GA Precision, Hodgden, Bartline Barrels, XLR, MDT, AP, or excuse me, uh, AMP, AMP, Zoom, uh, Target Hanging Solutions, Trigger Tech, EC Tuners, Hawkins Precision, Brooks Barrels, Terminus, Kruger Barrels, Accurate, or Accurate Mags, Kestrel Blixix, MDT, Gray Ops, Wooks, and Arc. Now, I was fortunate enough right there to get a set of Target Hanging Solutions, 50% off cert for a mini Ipsic set. So I'm going to pick that thing up, and then um, maybe we'll be shooting some KYL matches uh, if I can find a place to hold them at. Who knows? I don't know. But... Um, that's kind of my, my general thoughts on the match. Um, I talked to a bunch of people uh, on – talked to five people on the uh, on the patio I was, as we were waiting for scores. So I'm just going to splice all that stuff in now and let you guys listen to that instead of listening to me to give a stage-by-stage breakdown. I will tell you, without a fact, without a shadow of doubt in my mind, that my favorite stage of the entire match – and it's not because I did really, really good at it, was um, stay with me. Oh, it was on day two. Okay, here we go. Favorite match, favorite stage of the entire match was phase 10 ammo bucket it was stage 15 and it was done by rcbs right so 90 seconds 10 rounds i scored a nine one point per impact 10 points possible on signal shooter will move to a modified prone position and engage 10 targets from left to right must hit to move on shooter may load five rounds in their mag once uh the five rounds have been fired shooter may retrieve one round at a time from the bench all right and we had 66% Ipsic, 12-inch square, 50 Ipsic, 50 Ipsic, 8-inch square, gopher, 6-inch diamond, 6-inch square, prairie dog, prairie dog. This is all at 600 yards. I love this stage to death. Not only is it remembering where you're at, break position, single feed load, 
Small targets, hit to move on. Love this stage to death. They ran this at one of their one-day matches. And that's the first time I saw it. I love this stage. Now, I went 9 out of 10 on this stage. But I went 10 out of 10 if you count the bullets hitting steel. <laughs> so, I went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 out of the mag. Not a problem. Threw a round in. Went all the way. Got to target 10. And I saw that on the previous Prairie Dog, Flapper, that I had hit it a touch high. And that is where the Prairie Dog is at its skinniest. I elected to hold lower on the Prairie Dog and try and hit it right at the smaller part of the belly to leg section of this Prairie Dog that's probably this big at 600 yards and probably yay wide. I sent that round. And I watched it land. If this is the, the steel plate and all the mechanics for the, the popper back here, and it's supposed to hit like that, I watched that bullet and that trace come right in and hit the plate right there. Smack dead center, about an inch to an inch and a half low on that crossbar. And Brian Allen from uh, 18 Precision was the spotter. And he's like, Oh, and I was like, I saw it. He's like, gotcha for a nine. I was like, Brian, I hit the, I hit the plate. It's a 10. You can just give me a nine and we'll call it good. So we were joking back and forth, but, um, I was the first, I was the only one to, uh, to get a nine on that stage. I think for my squad, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I just remember I was the last shooter. I just remember it being really funny. And, uh, and hitting that target. I do want to shout out our top, uh, our top guys. Greg Harris is the overall winner of the match. Greg Harris shot a 175 out of a 182. So awesome job to Greg. Rick Lowell, my boy from a uh, team MPA, came in second place with a 172. Jeff uh, Geary in third. Ben Gossett in fourth who was on my squad and is a AMU shooter and just super focused and super consistent. I really paid attention to how he was doing stuff over the weekend and uh, definitely got some things to got some things to learn. Fifth place, Austin Orgain shoots for impact and foundation stocks in ACE breaks. Matt Caruso in sixth from uh, MPA. Luke McKinney, I'm not familiar with that gentleman in seventh. Cole Higginbottom, I've heard the name. Don't know him personally. Uh, Brady Allen and Levi Wilson. Levi is the match director of Cavern Cove. Tried to get him to talk to me, and he, he wasn't having any of it. But those are your top ten. Um, now, like I said, I... Shot. Oh, wow. They took even more people out of this. All right. So um, there was 101 shooters, but they deleted two. So now there's 99 shooters. So of 99 shooters, good old Guy DeMarco came in 90th with a 97. So I didn't even break 100 points. Um, terrible. Um I will probably shoot Magnolia Meltdown every year that they host it 
just because it is a fantastic match with great people in a great location and yeah it's just a it was just a great match and i really really enjoyed it so without further ado i'm going to cut this and hop in to all of the interviews that i did out on the range so stay tuned thanks all right we are here with billy don kenny with twisted barrel precision all right and where are we at what what we shoot this weekend we're at the uh Gunline uh, match, two-day match, Mag- Magnolia Meltdown in Carthage, Mississippi. How'd you do? Uh, <laughs> uh, the best stage of the day was my last stage because it was the last stage. <laughs> no, Fair uh, enough. I did really well day one. I dropped uh, six rounds day one. Uh, I was two points off the leader coming into the day. And, uh, but these guys, they just, man, if you can't shoot your best for two days in a row, you're just not going to be in the top. Um, and uh, so I, I, I had some struggles today. I didn't have near the confidence today I had yesterday for some reason, and uh, ended up dropping about 15 rounds. So for the I, match, for the match, yeah. No, I'm sorry, 15 today. 15 six did. yesterday. So 21. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's still really good. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I, I shot well enough to move up some points. I think I'm going to end up with a curve about 92% for the match. Okay. So hopefully I'll have that'll be my third uh, 90% 90% or better on my okay. two-day scores. So. Okay. Awesome. Um, and where are you out of? Uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And you said you were with Twisted Barrel? Yes, sir. It's our range. We just opened about nine months ago. Okay. Uh, brand new range to the state. Uh, there's never been a long-range shooting facility in Arkansas. There's a few, but th- I wouldn't consider them a long range or, right. uh, you know, precision rifle. 300-yard, zero-year deer yeah, well, rifle? There, there's a couple ranges. There's one at like 600 yards. Okay. And then there's uh, another one I think that's maybe six or 700 yards as well. Okay. But we've got we've got an ELR range that goes out to 2,300 yards. Oh, wow. Uh, we've got we've got two other ranges that are like uh, 1,000 yards. Uh, okay. One's a known, known, known distance, one's an unknown, dis- unknown distance range as well. Okay. So you're running – one day's out there. You're running two days. Yes, sir. Give me the scoop. So we, we, we're we about – in September, we will shoot our fourth one-day regional PRS match. Okay. Um, I was told uh, uh, that we will we will be getting a two-day match in 23. Okay. The awesome. date The date is unknown at this time. Okay. So we're hoping to get – you know, we're the new guys on the block. Uh, we're just happy to get whatever comes about. Fair enough. And – being such a new range, what did you see this weekend from this match that you'd want to incorporate in either your one days or your your first two day next year? Like stage wise or match flow, what did you see that you were like, that's a darn good idea? You know, everything. Uh, this course of fire to me this weekend was all really straightforward. Uh, it did dabble in some of the other topics like uh, uh, target sequence. You know, there were some out of sequence shots that you have would have to shoot. Uh, it was a really good mix of positional versus prone and modified prone. I, I, I don't know that there's anything. I, I think Greg did an outstanding job with this match. Oh, yes. And I would hope to probably hold this standard Okay. if we were to get one. Um, you know, there was nothing that was tricky or gimmicky. Uh, the food was outstanding both days. I mean, that chicken parm I just inhaled was oh, delicious. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, I'll tell you another good thing that Greg does here. Greg does a really good job of the culture, on the culture yeah. side of it, really engaging with the competitors and shooters, um, you know, making everybody feel at home. Um, 
you know, going around shaking hands and, and uh, giving hugs and showing love. You know, he just makes everybody feel at home. So, yep. uh, and I, I would like to give a shout-out to Greg as well. When we were starting our facility, we actually drove up here and spent a couple of days with Greg and talked to him. And, uh, man, he was very, very influential uh, and inspirational in us getting uh, kick-started and going. Right. Because that's what it is about. It's about growing the sport, growing the facilities that we can actually do this right. at. Yes, sir. Because, yeah, there, there's some ranges that are still there, but they're not hosting the same type of matches. They're still doing a match here, a match there, but they're not doing the PRS, cultured, family type of t- type of matches, which neither here nor there. But, I mean, we drew 100-and-something shooters this weekend. Yes, sir. To a two-day match. Yep. I mean, nothing was super crazy on flow or anything like that. It was yeah. really, really good. So I, I was looking at the stats last night. <clears throat> there was 30 shooters yesterday after day one that shot 90% or better. Um, and uh, nine, uh, 90 shooters shot 50% or better. So, you know, that's a really good, des- well-laid-out design right. in the course of fire. And I was kind of talking yeah. to him that about – that last night when we all met up for for dinner is you know and he brought that up about there's only four or five people that didn't shoot 50 percent yeah and like that's still pretty good like over the match i think the numbers are going to reflect that most people shot above 50 percent i mean there was some targets that were that were small Mm -hmm. but they were mixed in well enough with larger targets to to be effective. I mean, the targets on stage 11 were, were massive. Mm-hmm. I still missed one, but they were massive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, like, on the the 600-yard uh, break position stage, I mean, some of those were super tiny targets, and people were still hitting them. So mm-hmm. it was a – I think it was a good mix. Yeah. He, he, you know, I, I felt like every stage out here was doable, like it was cleanable. Uh, to somebody, you know, um, obviously nobody cleaned everything, you know, right? But I, I, I don't want to get. I think I knew who who won this match. I don't want to say it just yet, but the, the numbers that, that that they shot and dropped this weekend were phenomenal. Right. Uh, I mean, yesterday we had three people tied for first at ninety-two points, and there was ninety-six or ninety-eight points on the day. So like, you drop four or five shots out of. 96 like that's really really good yeah and these are your national point leaders and you know our world champs we got three or four of the world champs that are here right now shooting this match so like it was a it was a good turnout yeah and doing that for two days is the trick uh yes it's 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 so hard to shoot that good two days in a row and that's that's where they that's where the these high level pros and elite guys just you know uh that that's where they shine awesome you got anything else you want to add any kickers any plugs you want to throw out there no man just just thanks for having me you know thanks for interviewing me and uh uh man just you know uh show us some love if you can and absolutely uh, man we just we you know we're a membership based range and and we're throwing everything we can into precision rifles so you know we need members and and uh, we're investing in this because we love it. So, you know, anybody that wants to come shoot or come hang out, please come see us. One last question. How far are you from the Air Force Base that's in Little Rock? Maybe seven miles. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so the Air Force Base and the International Airport are both like 
six to seven miles from the range. Okay. So if anybody wanted to fly in internationally to the uh, to the uh, uh, commercial airport there, right? You know, we'll, we'll come pick you up. You can Uber to the range or whatever. It's very very good logistically. Okay. For awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I was thinking about that because Little Rock's on my base. My potential bases to move yeah. to. Yeah. Well, dude. So that you literally you'll see the C-130s taking their final approach right over our facility coming in to, to land. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And the last thing you'll see taking off. Uh, when is you take off is the range. Is the tail of a C-130? Yeah, Heck yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, and uh, we'll see how these scores shake out. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> All right, folks. We are here with the world champion. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Peyton Grimes. Move it down just a little bit. Sorry. There you go. You're fine. So you're Peyton Grimes, <laughs> and what did you just do? I just won the World Championship Lady in France. Okay, so there's been a bunch of podcasts about you guys' trip and experience to France. Mm -hmm. And first trip out of the country? Uh, no, um, uh, for shooting, yes. For shoot, first, <laughs> first international yes. shooting trip? Um, what did you think overall? I thought it was really awesome. I think it was really cool how all those countries just came together and just shot a normal match. And it was really cool to meet all new types of people and, and just have fun with the sport we love. Okay. Um, what do you see as the major difference between that match over there in France and then, say, the match we shot this weekend, a, 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 na a U.S. national two-day match? Like, what was, is there anything that, like, stands out as, like, huge difference between the two? I'd say, yeah. I mean, it's definitely different how it's ran. There's definitely that uh, language barrier between okay. um, everyone because everyone, they do matches different down there. And we're more, I'd say we're more experienced in that sense. Okay. So I think we run a lot of things differently. But, um, I mean, the language barrier is probably the, the biggest thing and just explaining the uh, stages and everything. And then uh, especially the metric system. So okay. all of us had to kind of convert our distances and everything which wasn't a issue but that was right. just one difference okay um how did you do this weekend what did, you, what did you think of this match i love this match i came back from last year and i had a lot of fun i love how different the stages are um i didn't i did okay yesterday i, I did okay today but my <laughs> i had so many mental mistakes <laughs> i mean it was all right but um, I'm glad. I'm just glad the weather held off. <laughs> I know it's still it's still raining right now. Yeah. We beat we beat the weather, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite stage of the weekend? Ugh, that's hard. Um, ugh, I don't know. I I think the one with the single loading was fun. Okay. Yeah. That, that was my that's that was my favorite as well. Yeah. Which stage do you wish you could get back? Um. Probably the mover yesterday okay just because I, there's two shots that i know i could have had okay i got overwhelmed and i was just one of them the mover was not even near me and i just pulled the trigger and i was like well that didn't well, help well like why did why did i do that exactly and i did it twice or one of them i pulled like way too early and i was like well love that so that's two shots i could have had back but there's a ton of stages like that <laughs> okay um what what range is your home range? Uh, my home-ish range is uh, CC, Triple C at, in Navasota. Okay. It's like three hours south of me, but 
uh, I don't really have a like a national okay. range that's closer. Okay. So yeah. And then let's shout out some of your sponsors because obviously, um, being a lady and being a youth shooter mm-hmm. and being a dominating force <laughs> in the world, mm-hmm. you definitely have some people helping you out besides your awesome parents to get you oh, one yeah, into definitely. this sport and then to be able to to take you to France so you can you can whoop up on whoop up on some other countries who yeah. are uh, what are you shooting scope and all yeah. that other jazz I'm shooting, uh collis well the giant yeah. orange and black shirt <laughs> yeah, definitely screams that, that collis <laughs> collis uh impact flatline we bad redbeard gunworks and i'm shooting a krg c4 um i'm trying to think uh sns does okay. my actions or not actions yeah everything barrel gunsmith yeah okay. everything uh, and then modern day uh, <laughs> modern day sniper, yeah, okay. modern day rifleman. That's a huge one. That's okay. All my fundamentals. <laughs> okay, so you've been to like you've gone and taken those training courses and yeah, awesome. Or, yeah, I've done that. Awesome. And I've been trained by Phil ever since. Oh, okay, fair forever. enough. Forever. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, when you've got Phil Vallejo training you, oh yeah, it's, <laughs> him and him understandably and why you're, yeah. you're so dang good. Yeah, him and JTAC. <laughs> okay, yeah. there you go. JTAC boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do a quick mashup of everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, what do you want to do when you grow up? How about that? Honestly, I could not tell you. <laughs> Fair enough, because yeah. I'm I'm almost forty and I still don't know yeah. what I want to do. When I'm I grow just up. I mean I'm figuring going into business and kind of just do whatever. But okay. I think I'm just gonna have to learn that along the way. But nothing's really jumped out at me, so okay. I'm not really sure yet. Yeah. Well, you definitely have a niche for pulling a trigger. Yeah, that that's one thing. <laughs> right. It's just the career part of it. Just got to figure that out. Okay. <laughs> so parting shots. Anybody you want to shout out or products you want to shout out mm-hmm. or just whatever is on your mind? I mean, just everyone that's helped me get to where I am. Philip Vallejo, uh, the JTAC guys, uh, Keith Rudisil, Matt Caruso, Tony Gore. They've all helped me in more ways than they could imagine, and it's just awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. I appreciate you coming on chatting with me for a few minutes about your France time. I know you were surfing, super no, nervous, yeah. but you did fine. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. <laughs> All right, everybody. I got Mr. Brian Lambert with yes, me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you? I am fantastic. How you doing, brother? Now that we're out of this little bit of a rainstorm. I know. Got some sweet tea. Everything is great. Yep, yep. How'd you, how how was the weekend for you? Day one, pretty decent. Uh, dropped, I think, 21 on the day. So it felt pretty good going in uh, the day two. But, you know, at the end of the day one, I uh, cleaned the last two stages. So built a little bit of confidence going into day two. But day two didn't pan out so well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was top ten yeah. from the bottom. Well, that's that's a start, right? Hey, with as many problems as I had, t- not yes. being last, yes. I think is a is a good thing. And your action screw falling out on a stage is yep. definitely counterintuitive to it, accuracy. Is, you you need two of them. One will not work. That's true. You need true. two of them. Yep. Yep. Right. So, so how did that? Was your zero pretty bad after that? Um, I tightened it and like got rushed for time because we went straight to the next stage and I was up in like two shooters. I was uh, like, yeah. I'm just tighten it and see where I'm going to go. I was 1.7 off. 
Wow. Yeah, so, it's hard to hit anything with uh, that kind of. Yeah. So, like, and I couldn't see anything because they were all the, 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 the truck stage yeah. or whatever. But then I, I tighten it down. I go re-zero. You're like, hey, we're moving to the next stage. I was like, I'll catch up. Walk over there. Like, lay my gun down after I threw up. <laughs> okay group down. It's probably an inch at 100. I was yeah. like, it'll get me the last two stages. It's fine. Yep. And then go 9 out of 10 on the long-range 1,000-yard stage. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I'd take it so, all day long. And then, you know, Joey's like, it's not your ammo. I was like, there is part of it that is the ammo. <laughs> There's always a little piece of it. Yeah, he's like, you just suck. I was like, I know I'm not that good, but <laughs> I'm not this bad either. Yeah, yeah. But, no, so where do you know where you ended up? Oh, God, 73 that's not bad. Like, there's a lot of good people here. And you said you dropped 21 on day one, but yeah. like day two, like there were some tough, I tough stages day, today. Thirty-five today. That that. Man. Okay, then me and you shot about the same. So you shot a 51 today. Yeah. And I shot a 50. It was rough, man. It so was you rough. just had a rough day. Yeah, today was a really bad day. Which honestly, I've got now about 2700 rounds on a dasher barrel okay so i'm starting to think this barrel is going so actually when i get home i'm going to pull it off throw a new barrel on and break see, it in see what happens yeah i'm just going to go completely new barrel i've got two at the house ready to go okay i just got to get home get them broke in uh, get ready for alabama precision that'll be coming up i think in uh, mid-september i think so yeah yeah so going to head up get that thing Squared away. Oh, so you are going to be there? Yeah. I'll be there R.O. Okay. Okay. Yep. It's a fun match. That's the gold medal, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be there. It is a fun match. Uh, I won top AM uh, in the spring one, uh, okay. the 18 precision match there. Uh, I think I ended up 31 overall for that match. Okay. Um, but I don't know. It's, Was it's, it the heat getting to you? Like, I not, on, not while recording, but I've heard some people like – it was too hot yesterday, and then, like, they ate, and then they didn't feel as good. Like, do you think was that I, I, just I men mentally? I don't think it was, or? honestly. You know, we've done a lot of videos uh, throughout the whole weekend, so I'm going to go home and analyze. Okay. And try to figure out, does it look like a stability issue? Uh, is it a fundamental issue? Or is it, you know, I'm just not getting good wind correction? Wind call, not, wind not correction. Not, not trusting my, my corrections. Right. Um, I think that was a, a big part of it this weekend because I saw a lot of I would be off left edge, make a correction, and be off right edge. Right. So I was kind of back and forth, back and forth. Okay. And I felt stable. It, it didn't feel like it was a, a stability issue. I had rock solid positions. So I don't know if it's just back corrections or back corrections along with my barrel, I think, okay. maybe going out. Okay. Uh, favorite stage of the weekend? Ooh, good question. Well, it has to be one that I cleaned. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. It's going to be one of those two. So I cleaned the last two stages yesterday. I'm trying to think what they were. That would have been the the mover and the roof. Uh, yeah, the mover. I actually tried something new on the mover this weekend that worked really well yesterday. Not, not so well today because the target was a little bit smaller, but – I uh, instead of holding my normal 1.4, 1.5 to lead edge, right. I let it get to the, the back side of the target at the two mil mark. Okay. And as soon as that back edge hit the two mil mark, I was sending it. 
Okay. And I got a 10 out of 10, so I okay. mean, it worked really well. So I went in with the same game plan today. And it didn't work And it did well. not work. The okay. target was a little bit smaller. Yeah, it was so, like a 50% yesterday. Yeah. It was like a 75 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was moving at a good clip, like three miles an hour too. So yeah. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't just irking around. It was it was it had some speed on it. Yeah. Um, now this is easy to say because we bled so many points. Yeah. What stage do you wish you could get back over the last two days? The school bus. School bus. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was my exact same answer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I really fought my rear bag. Uh, which is unusual. I normally don't. I don't usually fight the rear bag. So I had my small plate bag on the front, which was in the window, and the rear bag on the back seat. But for whatever reason, I just could not get it in a stable, comfortable position. So I really, really fought that thing. I wish I could. If I could do it all over, I feel confident it would be a different outcome. Okay. Um, what was your favorite aspect of the match this weekend? The pace. Pace. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot faster. Than most matches, I mean, you can get in each stage went along pretty quickly in a, in a good even flow. So I think overall the the pace of the match, I think, was very good. Was that due to the mindset of the shooters? Well briefed ROs to keep it on pace, or like the match director driving around like all weekend, being like checking on everybody, making sure flow was good. Like, was a combination of all of it. Like, I mean, we yeah. we had a we had a rock star squad. Yeah. But like, we weren't waiting around. There was mm. no oh, I got to check wind again. I got to do this. Mm. I got to. It was like. Yeah, I think go. the ROs being very versed in their in their particular stage, I think definitely helped with the match flow because they could they could convey quickly to the shooter what what was expected, what you're going to do, uh, and get everybody online and get everybody. You know, if you're on deck, get on deck, get ready to go. Keeping everybody in, in, you know, some semblance of a flow. Okay. So I think that really did help keep the match moving as quickly as it did. Um, Plus the stages, you know, the stages weren't very very difficult for the most part. So I think the the combination of it helped move the the process along. Okay. And how many two days – have you shot? Like, do you shoot primarily shoot two days? Do you yeah. primarily shoot one days? Okay. I primarily shoot two days. So I, I, I start this. Listen, this is my second year. So in February was my first two day of this this fiscal year. I've shot a two day match every single month since February. Okay, so you you've shot a decent amount. Yeah. What about this match stands out against other matches? Not necessarily just saying like bagging on other matches, but what about this match seemed like they're doing. X, Y, or Z, right. Well, this this particular uh, facility, you're not having to walk a great distance, right? Okay. It's, you know, you're, you're, what, half a mile total in length maybe? Yeah, I was talking with Mr. Truitt, and he, I said 550 yards from end to end, maybe a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. But I, I think having everything more consolidated like it is here, plus you got some cover. Yeah. So one of these little pop-up showers, you can get in out of the rain a little bit. I, th- I think that's a nice touch. Honestly, the props were very stable. The props were very nice. Um, yep. I'm only thinking. I'm only thinking of one thing that wasn't stable. And that was the, and that on white the very barricade. First, yeah. Yep. White barricade was a little a little shaky, but yep. I mean we were able to. I mean, you think get about even the barrels on the very last stage we shot, two 55 gallon drum barrels. How stable they were. They were rock solid. Yeah. Normally you you don't get that. Nope. Nope. So normally the, the barrel is sitting on the ground and it. You're fighting it rolling. Yep. 
Uh, I took a I took a picture of those props because that's that's how you do it. Yeah. That's how that that was nice. That that's was a nice how touch. those need to be done. So normally, you know, when you have unstable props, I would have to use a tripod rear. Mm-hmm. Never used a tripod rear one time this weekend because all the props were. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody, nobody in our squad used tripod at all this weekend. No, like none at all. I don't, I don't recall know. seeing anybody. I didn't see anybody in the squad ahead or behind us. Yeah. use a tripod. I don't. I. You know what I do? I take that back. When we had the stage with the ladder, the four positions. You know, you had the ladder and the okay. window looking thing, the big yep. G. I did see a guy. Um, I think it might have been yesterday, using a tripod on that on the ladder. Okay. The steps, so okay. to speak. I saw him using that on that, which honestly, you didn't need it. No. I mean, it was it was stable. Very it was stable. really stable. Um, it turned out real, real well. Yeah. Um, so I noticed you're wearing uh, a real fancy shirt. Yeah. Recon. Tell me about. Tell me about that. It's the Recon Sniper Foundation. So it's a military veteran organization. Uh, we raise money uh, to give to people in need, as in veterans that are either active duty or. Uh, they're out now either or veterans that they hit a hard time like uh, we we had a family that lost everything in a fire okay last year it was the middle of winter they had no clothes no nothing no anything so we gave them a $2,500 gift card so they can go to the store buy clothes for their family okay at least give them something to get the comfortable. basics yeah just the basic necessities of course you know they, they stayed in the hotel while everything was being taken care of but you don't realize when you when you don't have clothes, you don't have toothbrush, you don't have anything, what you really need. Exactly. So we raise money. Uh, we do a lot of raffles. We do a lot of side stages. Uh, we raffle off a gun every year, like a full-blown package with okay. range finder, binos. Oh, wow. I mean, it, it's like a legit, really nice package. Okay. So we take all that money and we put it in the pool. So when people need something, is at that point, you know, we, we jump in and, and help them out. Awesome. So it's a great organization. And where can fee- people find out information about that if they want to donate? Uh, I don't know the exact website. It's just, you can Google search Recon Sniper Foundation. Okay. We're, they're all over the Internet. Okay. So you can find us on there. Uh, you can make a donation. Or, you know, we're always active, actively looking for members. Okay. So people that are interested in, in not only uh, precision rifle series shooting, but uh, three-gun, two-gun triathlon type stuff, jujitsu, e- like yep, everything. So we got teams literally in just about every discipline you can almost think about, which is nice because you get a lot of the veterans together and they can talk and, and you know, it's kind of like a, um, a good way to vent. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so it's, it's, it's very helpful for veterans that, that truly need the, need the just, just the talk. You know, because not everybody understands what you've gone through. Not everybody right. understands the the ins and outs of true military life. So, And I, everybody's experience is a little bit different. Yeah, so absolutely. What one person goes through, may, another may not. So. Yeah. So even though we're the Recon Sniper Foundation, you do not have to be a recon sniper. Okay, I didn't know that. That yeah. was going to be my next question. Yeah, so you can be any military discipline. Okay. You could be a lot NP, EOD. There you go. Um, recon. Obviously, but it doesn't have to be recon sniper. It can be any discipline in the military. Okay. Even if you're on the air wing, hey, we'll take you. <laughs> An air winger. That's right. That's okay. right. Okay. Any uh, last parting shots you want to throw out there? No, nah, man. I really enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the match. Enjoyed shooting with you this weekend. It was a good yep. time. Looking forward to the next one. Hopefully, uh, Alabama Precision goes a little bit better. Yep. Than this Start one. Start breaking that barrel in. Yeah, yeah. Because that's September 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. That's coming up even sooner than I thought. Yeah. yeah so i got to get home, 
put that short action customs vice to work, get this thing off, get a new one on, get it broke in, get ready to rock and roll for Alabama. Yep, check her out. That's right. All right, man, we'll see you out there. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah, man, see you. Later. All right, we're back. We got Mr. John Kyle Truitt. How are you doing? I'm well, doing well. Just glad we got done before the rain started pouring down yeah, here. I know, it just did start pouring. It was a little little touch and go there on one or two stages, but we held out and got done right in time. What did you think of the match overall? Man, I think the match ran well. The match flow was really good. Um, there's quite a few shooters here. I think most squads had 12 shooters uh, a squad, but both days at today we were done before 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure it's 1 o'clock yet. It's one one twenty four right now. And then yesterday we were done uh, right around 2 o'clock, I think. Right so, I mean, two. that's something that you, you never see um, in terms of two-day national matches. So that just kind of speaks to uh, how it was put on, how it was ran. Um, and then also the range is conducive to that as well. It's a it's – a, um, it's a condensed range where you're not having to go very far stage to stage, but it's laid out really well to where you get some, uh, you still get variety of, um, right. of shooting. It's probably what, 550 from end to end? Yeah, may, uh, probably a little bit more than that, um, but um, not, not much more. So, yeah, you're probably close. And then um, what, was your, what was your favorite stage of the day or of the weekend, and what stage do you wish you, ha- you got back you could redo? Yeah, so favorite stage, let's see. Um, I always enjoy troop lines. I'm from Oklahoma, so uh, we, we like our troop lines. So, the, you know, get on your belly, shoot little targets, um, you know, stretching out there. So there was uh, two troop lines. Those would probably be my favorite. Um, least favorite. Um, Not least favorite. Wish you could reshoot. I wish I could reshoot. Probably the mover day one. I okay. typically shoot pretty good on mover. It was a positional mover. Um, I think I just uh, trigger timing wasn't what normally is when we're shooting. We shoot most movers prone, at least at, you know at the matches I go go to or been to. So okay. I think uh, my trigger timing was just a little bit off. So if I could have that one back, uh, that would definitely help. Okay, and then you guys uh, are a sponsor of this match. Foundation Stocks is is put some really nice stuff on the prize table. Sure. For this match, you guys put your new your new Dominion stock. Dominion stock. Dominion. Yep. Okay, the yep. Dominion stock. And that is, I, I picked it up yesterday when I saw it, and it is super light. Like, that is a super, super nice, slim, good-looking good yeah. stock. Yeah, so that stock, you know, one of the main goals with it was to be a lighter stock. Our material is a very dense material. Um, it's a material that uh, is very easy to make a heavy stock out of, very hard to make a light stock out of. So with the Dominion, um, we took quite a bit of time, um, you know, figuring that part out uh, and, and how to make it uh, – you know, not just be light, but also still drive like a foundation, still shoot like a foundation. Um, and so, yep, we shaved another pound off of our last lightest stock, which was a revelation. Um, and uh, we, we feel like we we achieved what we were looking for in its, its shootability, not just being light for the sake of being light, um, but but being, being um, something that you still enjoy going out and shooting, um, even if it's not just at the, you know, zero end of for hunting season. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome, and I saw some reloading blocks on there. And where are you guys getting your coffee? Because that stuff is amazing. Yeah, so the coffee actually comes my family's uh, business. Growing up, my dad had a small uh, commercial coffee roaster out of Oklahoma, and uh, so as a kid, that's what I did uh, from the time we were my kids' age. So I mean, 
six, seven, eight years old, we'd be packing coffee for dad. So this actually comes out of the same roaster out of Muskogee, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, he had sold it several years ago, but the same people, you know, are still still Running work it. there. Um, and so it was uh, something last year we went to them and asked them to start private labeling coffee for us. So it's the same blend, um, same beans from the same countries uh, that I've been smelling my whole life. So that's awesome. that's where that comes from. That's awesome. Yeah, I got I got a bag or two of that and that stuff. That's my weekend coffee when I could sit there and sure. relax and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice smooth medium roast that uh, is really enjoyable. Yes, sir. So, on the match director side, you guys are getting ready to host uh, a match with um, another pro shooter, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're hosting the Impact Foundation PRC next weekend, actually in Oklahoma. So Tate Streeter and I are putting that on um, at the range that is. Uh, uh, close to both of us, so we okay. we uh, it's not a public range. We really just have it open uh, for two day so far for two day national matches. So we've held two other ones there. This will be the third one. Um, very um, wide open train environment. There's not a single berm on the on the okay. range. Um, you're shooting from you're shooting from the top of ridges uh, down and out, and so it, it's really a fun uh, fun match with some challenging wins. Uh, and, and but very practical too okay. in terms of in terms of shots that you may actually be taking uh, in the real world in terms of a hunting situation. And I and I asked that question to ask this question: Is there anything that you saw or picked up or learned this weekend watching another match director run this match, thinking, "Man, I can really incorporate that into my net into the match that I'm going to do or next year's match, seeing how yours is only a week away." Sure. But like, is there something that you were like? That's that's a smart idea. Oh, you know, both Tate and I were talking last night. So one of the things with our match is uh, there's quite a few shooters coming. And we initially had a number. And then uh, just from the demand, we opened it up to, to, to more. And then, of course, you get guys, uh, you know, industry industry guys that want to shoot and some other stuff. So, so long story short, ended up with a larger number than what we were initially planning for. So, um, you know, this match had 12-person stages, and like we spoke about earlier, the match flow was really good, right? So both of us were kind of discussing uh, how that went here. Um, and, and then, you know, looking at – and it really was just from the preparedness of the shooters and the ROs moving them through. So I think Greg did really well here. They don't always see at national matches anymore is he had plenty of ROs, right? So he had at least two ROs per stage, sometimes three ROs per stage. Um, you know, Tate and I have – you know, quite a few ROs, so you know we're, we're going to really lean on them to keep the match flow going, so that we can have a match that gets over, um, you know, at a at a decent hour, um, because that just makes it more enjoyable. I mean, when you shoot uh, ten stages, um, it doesn't really matter what time of the day gets over, you're smoked, right? So it, it, we'd much rather we be ending two to three than you know stretching out on you know close to dinner time. So that's really what we were talking about this match is how well it ran, and um, and just kind of taking notes on that. Okay, what uh. Final shots. What do you got? What do you want to throw out there? Man, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> humid in Mississippi. It is. So. It is humid in Mississippi. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I appreciate you having you on. Uh, one of these days, I'd actually like to get you on a, a one-on-one. I'm trying to start up like a little mini-series of talking to former military guys sure. that have gotten out and become entrepreneurs. So sure. I'd like to see if we could schedule some time month or so from now and yeah and just holler do, at me do yep. a zoom meeting or something like that yep give me a shout get it recorded awesome i uh, appreciate that sir see you, brother you thank bet. you brother all right we are here with everybody's favorite missy from armageddon gear 
Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I I am fantastic. I appreciate you finding my action screw. <laughs> You're welcome. I thought thought that might be needed. You know what? It came in really <laughs> handy on that last those last two stages. Um, how do you, how do you think you did? How, how was the match? The match overall, the match itself is a lot of fun. I enjoy shooting here. I shot here last year and it was an absolute blast and. That's why I had to come back again this year. Nice. So the course of fire is great. It's challenging, um, but it's it's very, very doable. I feel like there's a good mix of large targets and small targets. Absolutely. And even in the large targets, they're still not a gimme shot. You still got to have the good fundamentals, you know, s stability. But that time, that 90 second time frame is a factor which i think oh absolutely worked out pretty well on the majority of the stages it seemed like this year there was a lot more positional okay it, it to me out of to be honest with you it, it i enjoy it like you said their targets they're not so big where it is a give me but you also had the smaller targets where it also made it you know for the seasoned shooters it's still challenging right to to get after it okay yeah and then um what was the one stage that, what was your favorite stage? My favorite stage would probably be, um, gosh, I can't remember the name of it, though. It's the one where we had to shoot off the front of the truck, the back of the truck, okay. back to the front of the truck. I don't okay. remember the name of it, but um, I had two holdovers in it. Honestly, I was dreading it because I was thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> I hope I remember this because I didn't write anything down. Nice. So I think I was kind of dreading it. But that one actually wound up being my favorite. I mean, I cleaned it, but it was it was a lot of fun. Okay. And what what stage do you wish you had back? The very first one we shot yesterday morning. <laughs> I was uh, two-tenths off. Okay. Um, I was two-tenths off. Actually, when I got here on Friday, I checked my zero, and I was like, oh, snap. Looks like I'm uh, two tenths high, so I came down two tenths. And then our very first stage yesterday morning, I was consistently two tenths high. And uh, Ben Gossett came up to me right after, and he goes, Miss, you might want to check your zero. And I went, dude, I just changed it yesterday. And he goes, go back to where it was. And then I shot better the rest Fair of the enough. day. So, Fair yeah. enough. Number one. Number one. Number I one. Would, I, would, I would say the 600-yard uh, the break position, five rounds in your mag, five on the That was the fun. Desk, the desk behind you. Yes. I, I was here when they tested that in a one-day match. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so that's still probably my favorite stage. And then obviously I'd like to – I would probably realistically like to get the bus back because mm. I forgot to hold over. And it's <laughs> not it, – like – it wasn't the action screw stage. It wasn't the, this stage. <laughs> it was like everything should have worked, but I messed it up. Right. So right. <laughs> I would have liked to get that one back. But like, you know, normally you're shoot like another another fun stage was like the mover stage day where you're shooting five. Um, well, there was the mover yesterday where you shot off a rock and then a, a tank trap, and then um, then you shoot today and you're shooting modified prone, but it's three at the at the mover and then hit to move on on these three small ipsics and then finish it out on the mover like yeah i haven't seen a whole lot of i mean i'm only been shooting this stuff for two years but i haven't seen a whole lot of that so it was interesting to see 
a mover changed up and and worked a different way. I think it I think it turned out really really well. Yeah, we've we've shot like that in uh, other matches at other facilities. Um, back in I call it back in the day, back in 2013, 2014. A lot of what you saw, the load five rounds, run behind you, grab mm -hmm. another round. Those used to be ran a lot. Okay. Yeah, so that was first thing I thought of was, hell yeah, we're going old school again. I know, this is right? awesome. Bringing yeah. the old school, okay. I love it. Okay. That was a lot of fun. And then as Armageddon Gear, you guys put stuff on the prize table as well. Yes, we do. We well, we like to support the shooters. Obviously, the, the shooters support us. So right. Uh, we always believe in, in giving back. And I don't know if it was you I was talking to. Was it yesterday when we were talking about how competitive it has gotten? In it wasn't me, but yes, it is. But the game changer really changed the game of this, mm -hmm. it seems like, years ago. And it's a very lot of great shooters out here both men oh, yeah. and women and it has really gotten competitive and I do believe you know coming along with the bags and everything it has uh, increased that competitiveness where you're able to get more stable than, oh, absolutely. than before the bags you know we were using slings back then right. you know, to try to get stable on yeah, push the front sling and have it nice and tight uh -huh. and try yeah use that bungee in the back but exactly. you know Armageddon gear we we believe in giving back to the community and like I said if it wasn't for you know these guys a lot of these guys we you know we wouldn't be here right well, we su I super appreciate you guys. You're always taking care of me. I super appreciate you guys donating the prize table and, and putting that up. So I know everybody else here appreciates the sponsors, but we got to give some some sponsor love every time I see one. So um, we appreciate I it. I greatly appreciate it. And like I said, I'll be calling you guys up. So when you come down in October to Altus, you can just bring my bag and we'll save on some shipping. I got you. <laughs> I got you back. I do that a lot. So yes, I yes. got you. I've had a suppressor cover delivered. I've had <laughs> I've had all kinds of stuff. And also, thank you guys for for sponsoring the the NRL 22 season finale at Altus. Greatly appreciated. We know it was short notice. That was really loud. Some real good thunder. Yeah, apparently I'm attracted to lightning. Um, <laughs> no kidding. Last time I, my roof got uh, my chimney got struck. Oh, wow. When I came back from our CBS match, and then uh, three months before that, some poles out behind my house got struck. So apparently I'm a, I'm a magnet You're a to magnet. lightning. You yes. have too much iron in your blood? Did you have that tested yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but now I'm going to. Uh, uh, hell yeah. I'm going to go next week. No. Awesome. Well, we super appreciate you. Thanks for taking a little bit of time to talk to me today. Absolutely. And we will definitely see you at the next match. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. All right, folks, that's it. I want to thank you guys for joining me tonight on episode 30 of another GD podcast, another Guy DeMarco podcast. There you go, Tim. All right, so once again, you can find me on all the major social media platforms uh, at another GD podcast on Instagram. My personal Instagram is at hotgdrod. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Guy DeMarco. And my email is guy.demarco.84 at gmail.com. Be sure to like and subscribe the podcast and the episodes. Go ahead and leave a review for Apple. And you can go ahead and uh, help this show get pushed to more individuals by 
liking, subscribing, and leaving a review. Give us five stars. Tell us what you think. Much appreciated. Harrison, yes, two-day matches are rough. What's rougher is when you're an idiot and don't chamfer and deburr your your brass. But I've got my Gerard back there, and I got it working. Um, it's a GT setup, but it'll work for <laughs> what I've got. Um, it's still a six mil head. It'll, it'll work fine. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy. Let me know what you think and we'll catch you later. Bye.